This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Shia, Shia. Well, I got it. Heaven! Well, why don't you want to get in the bathtub? <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. <laughs> I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have Good Christian Fun. <laughs> that is, um, wow. You know what? I don't think there's any explanation needed. Yeah, no, no explanation needed. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. You know, it is always. I, I gotta be transparent. It's always a little bit of a struggle for me each week to refresh the end of the theme song. It's gotta be a new drop every time. Yeah, it's a what am I work. most excited about? And what was on top of mine? Literally, before I found that was, I don't know, there's probably a Jackson Maine quote I haven't used yet from, <laughs> from A Star is Born 2018. And I, I decided not to do that. That is that is a clip from a TikTok account I really enjoy called There I Ruined It. And it is this music producer, very talented musician who does these auto-tune sort of a <laughs> shmoyo. What are you thinking about? <laughs> Just the song. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> Like in the, I don't know. There's a lot of like mashup humor on the internet, but there's there's something very special about what he does for or what they do. For example, it's like so mushy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nasty. Oh, and it goes on and on. No, it's it's great. So people you know, can check that out. There, I ruined it on TikTok. You're saying you have trouble finding mm-hmm. drops week to week. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have requested drop after drop after drop of your own speech. Well, here's well, here's the problem. Finds it to the main well, for some reason. Well, here's what it is now too. This is a sort of chain of command issue. Ah, uh, because you're not editing. I'm not cutting the show anymore. Right. That's our fantastic service, producer, Emma Erdbrink. So, so did I call her Enema Erdbrink? I think I did. Ooh. I'm sorry. sorry. Emma. We hope that doesn't stick, Emma. I'm yeah. sorry. It's a nickname. Yeah. She's gonna clip that and slap it on the end <laughs> of the intro. Enema, 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 Enema. But when you say like, "Hey, make that a drop," when I say like "slut" or whatever, whatever I say, <laughs> but in like a cute way, like right. usually I could fulfill that request. I can't now. Right. I don't cut it. Yeah, so, and again, second service, you're not cutting that one. 
I got second service. Mm-hmm. Are you mm-hmm. asking for clips in that one? Yes, I feel like I have. Well, next one we record. Maybe right. if you ask really nice, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you what you want. All right, I'll tee you up to say something. You can request horrifying. of Emma of like, hey, can you clip this out and send it to Kevin? <laughs> okay. And maybe. Okay. So I guess maybe. I'm sorry, I'm going to add to your task list, but this is just out of equality. So I think you can get on board with that. And it is about equality. Uh, <laughs> Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian fun culture. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just saw another day I ruined it. That looked funny. We'll play it. Which is called Mr. Brightside Bipolar Edition. <laughs> I'm coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine. God. Okay. Oof. I just wanted to see what that was. Okay. <laughs> It's oh the goodness. podcast where we talk about Christian it's pop culture. the podcast culture. where we play TikToks now. <laughs> I think so, maybe. <laughs> Full circle. The Christian music and the movies and their entertainment made for and made by Christians, but we're not here to make fun of you. We're not here to make you go to church. We're just here to have fun. We're just here to talk about the band PAX 217. PAX 217. Right. PAX, do y'all remember, used to be a channel. No. I feel. I think I do remember that. PAX? Hacks was a channel back in the day. And it was a lot of family-friendly content. And it was, I remember, Christian adjacent because there's there's this sketch on Mad TV, which is uh, Sopranos on Pacs. (laughs) 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 And it's it's, what's-his-name doing? It's Tony Soprano. Hey, well, the gobble-goo go, what the f- And it's just like, it ends up being a two-minute-long episode. It's very funny. (laughs) I swear it was a channel. I don't don't think it exists now. But- but, but it feels like one of those channels that would have been like channel 519 at your grandparents' house. Yes. Like one of the deep satellite channels that when you go through the dial, you're going to catch it. Yeah. For us, it was Times. number two in Houston. Oh, that was way off. Okay, so it's <laughs> was was up, way off. The chart. Up, up, it's up. now Ion Television. Core channel uh, in Houston. Yeah, it existed until 2005. But yes, Pax. We're not talking about the channel, though. We're talking about the band. And to do that, we do need a little bit of help. From that aforementioned heard voice. Friends and folks, you may know him as an actor, and you may know him as a comedian. Uh, you may have heard him on this show two years ago. Give it the hell up for Dan Prevett! Hey. hey! Thank you so much for having me of back. Of course. So, really means a lot. From the back of the pew podcast. Now, I will say... From the back of the pew to the front of the pew. Okay. Right Come on. Kevin right and I are always front. front row every service. I can't I can't be up front because I'm I have social anxiety about my size. So I always right. you're yeah. just thinking everyone's like setting hate to the back of your yeah, head. Yeah, just sitting in the front of anything makes me you're really a tall I'm boy. I'm six foot seven. Six yeah. foot How seven. often do people like antagonize you about standing in front of them? Oh, you I know, see. I thought you just meant in problem. general. Just in like general. just looking well, I'm for sure fights. A lot in general. We have um, another tall friend, Ross, who he's like, Yeah, people just like try to fight you. You're less so tall. less so now. That's definitely changed with age. Everybody's mm. really chilled out. Calm down. Uh, yeah, mm. but the twenties were the wild, wild west of being a tall guy. Um, Do you remember going to any concerts specifically and being in certain positions that became problems for other people? Yeah, I mean, the but the thing is, is that I'm so like cognizant of the space I'm taking up in the world that 
I got really, really good when going to concerts or anything. Uh, like, I'm going to try to find a pillar or a support beam of some kind. Sure. <laughs> and, and I'll just, like, position it. myself <laughs> in front of the pillar because nobody's going to be standing behind that and getting right, no mad at the fact mad. that, like, architecture has to happen. It has um, to. And you're basically a column at that point. Yeah, yeah. Though I have, yeah, I've been at plenty of shows um, where that's not an option. And um, yeah. I just, I try to stand in a place that is polite but I still try to stand up for myself too and stand somewhere that I can that I can tall. enjoy the show. I don't want to be in the back all the time. Listen, and you have to wonder what band or artist engenders the tallest fan base. Who what is the band out mm. there that's like, this is only for people five foot eleven and mm. up? I will Tall Out Boy. Tall, okay. <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ, that's good. Because wow, I will that say was- Fast. <laughs> the Carly Rae Jepsen show I went to in Anaheim a few years ago. It was Shorts. a lot of short kings Shorts. and queens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went to a Lizzo show where I was very definitely one of the taller people there. And mm. that but good, the, because they need to be body positive about your height. Like, exactly. Yeah. But I, I found myself in an interesting position because what? I was that works, was, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're a part of the body positive ro- community I guess it's as like well. It's like a good reputation to have, but it is kind of funny of like, oh yeah, at a Lizzo show, like no one can be mad at your body for you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be messed up. <laughs> but I I was I had found a place. It was at um, what's that? What's that place in Hollywood that feels like a giant roller rink? It's a big Palladium. indoor. Yeah, I was at the Palladium, oh. and it just feels like a huge roller rink. Oh to yeah, me. big, wide open. Um, mm-hmm. And I had found a place. I was with um, the woman I was uh, with at the time, who was quite a bit shorter. And uh, I found a place where it's like I want her to enjoy the show, but I also want to be cognizant <laughs> of the fact that I am in the middle of this crowd, and so. When I, like, found the spot, I just decided, I was like, I'm staying here. I'm not going to move. This is where I am for the whole show. So anybody around She's going to enjoy the show. I'm just going to be here. And I'm like. Sorry. I got there, like, early enough that I was like, this is where I am. Anybody behind me, I'm sorry. This is just, this is where I'll be. That's a good idea, being an early, like, uh, you know, what did they do in the Oklahoma? Be a sooner, you know, get in there and plant your flag. Because then at least you do have sort of the right, squatter's rights of the area you're in. Exactly. Yeah. It is. Rather than moving in later. Now that we're talking (laughs) about it in terms of, like, taking territory that isn't rightfully mine, I feel a little bit less uh, proud of it. It's a great legacy you're a part uh, of. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're going to get an Oklahoma colonialism. Like you too back yeah, then. Yeah, you know? and I was I was wearing a cowboy hat. Um, dungarees. Wait, that, that was, flag high. <laughs> but like in the middle of the show, two other very tall men started working their way through the crowd, like cutting through the crowd mm-hmm. to work their way up. Oh wow! And this infuriated me. Like it, it took oh. everything in me. Did you say who the artist was? Lizzo. Oh, it was Lizzo. Yeah, so okay. I right. couldn't yes. shame them okay. either. You yes. can't shame anybody right. at a Lizzo show. No, 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 no. It's and, all love and flute solos. Well, it's kind of messed up even if you're not a tall person to like weave your way to the front, right? Right, I think That's so. That's not cool, right? Yeah. I think so. I think unless you're uh, a friend of mine's little brother, Timmy. A child? A child. He yeah. did it for a, a Springsteen show fine. where he yeah. was like pushing 5'5 five five or whatever. Like it was <laughs> sure. fine. Okay. You know? That's a little tall. <laughs> I wouldn't assume that's a child. Yeah, I think how old that's, five five? that's like as tall as I am. 5'5? Five five? Yeah. Well, he's a 
The big boy. The tall kid. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. Okay. I mean, he was, he was six. Kid. Anyway, so. so these two guys start weaving through. Yeah, there's not like a huge clown. I didn't big. start a fight at the Lizzo but show. But it was, it. yeah, it was, I was mad. I was like, guys, not cool. There's not a code. Cool. There's a code. Yeah. And like, like, we all agreed with it. What are you or, doing? Or was that like, you know, sort of like, whoa. Maybe I should. Maybe I should be, be more, more of, of a an dick. asshole. Yeah, because like maybe that's what I'm really mad at is like the envy that they are just unapologetically soon cutting. Just the fact that they were like, <laughs> I'm a tall man in the world, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna just Freaking do take my take place. My rights. And I'm like, that's not cool. That's not Don't nice. Do that. No, it's about that. I think you're right. I think it's kind of you. It's to about, care about that. damn time. You need one of those, um, you know, <laughs> massage chairs or like those like kneeling chairs. Those, that yeah, are on a full seat, but you're like chairs. your legs are bent. You yeah. need one of those, and then you would be like an average sized person. That would be and you also get to rest a little bit. So It'd be a little cumbersome to bring into every show. Sure, but, uh, sure, sure, sure. But it would be getting it through security yeah. once you're through that part. Well, I don't know. Ceiling. Someone needs like a city bike situation just for those little beds, yeah. like those little chair beds yeah. where you can just pick them up wherever Wouldn't you that go. That'd be so nice. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we working on our computers like that? Like, do you think that would feel better? I think it feels better to stand up, truthfully. To lay? No. Do you have a standing desk? I used to. No way. I don't. I used to have a treadmill desk, but wow. I stomp it on it. I became 20% less obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline's husband and I used to live together. Oh, yeah. This is why I know about I, this. I, yeah, that's what I thought you were <laughs> I referring to. I was like, I knew you were loud on it, but I was like, how do I know that? I was on the top floor of this that's house right. that we lived in, and <laughs> Caroline's husband, Nathan, was on the bottom floor. And, <laughs> and you were just tramping. So it was like, so the treadmill was, just, it wasn't one of those that had like bars that came up and a console on it. It was just the bed. It was right. just the tread, Right. And so you could slide it under a desk. And so I thought, oh, this is great. Low profile. It can't go more than four miles an hour. And you were big into getting your steppies in at the time. I was trying to get my steppies in. I was like, oh, I live in beautiful California. Definitely need to (laughs) do it inside. (laughs) In your hot little room. (laughs) I got this treadmill. And apparently anytime I would use it while working on things or watching a show or something, (laughs) <laughs> Nathan would just hear, which I didn't know because like I wasn't there. Machine. But in my defense, no one ever told me. No, and if they had a problem, they should have told you. And I think they didn't. I think they just thought it was kind of funny. And that's an anxious avoidant attachment Whoa, style. Exactly. And we, we don't talk about that. We're enough. writing a book about that. The new Enneagram. <laughs> ever since then, have you been like highly aware as you walk throughout the world of like, Oh, I guess I do have very heavy footfall. I'm not. I'm, yeah. I, uh, mm. I'm not sneaking up on anybody. Why do you think I chose this place where there's no downstairs neighbors very good. beneath me? I've always known this about myself. I'm a heavy, heavy, heavy stepper. walker. Yeah, Stomper. you hear the windows rattle. You join wow. the original yeah. Broadway cast of Stomp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm making music wherever I go. I don't know why I walk so hard. <laughs> Maybe I don't. Maybe that's normal. Maybe everyone's just like hitting their heel on the ground everywhere they go. I, feel like, yeah. right? I, I try to pride myself on being Who's literally riding? light on my feet. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Wait, I, you pride yourself on this? Yeah. Wow. Prior to being shamed in this incredibly yeah. public setting? Well, the, the machinery was the shaming part. I don't think it was myself or, sure. or like my, my foot. Like, yeah, sure. I think. You I want mean, to have a light step. I think it's fun to try to go up or downstairs without with making the least amount of noise possible. I mm. think that's a fun thing that's to do. That's kind of fun. Yeah. I always try to do two steps at a time. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. But I'm loud. And when I like shuffle over. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> like clunk, 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 clunk. Kong, kong, kong. 
Yeah. And when right. I shuffle around, I feel like I'm just like reposition myself like a little, I don't know, sometimes I imagine myself like a little ballerina. Wow. Yeah, just like a that. little, just a little dainty. Get and I first. I always feel like, again, as a as a bigger guy, I'm six foot seven. I'm just gonna keep bringing it up yeah. throughout the show. Oh, I didn't know. Um and the DMs are open? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Closed? What's the situation? Uh, you can see me on uh, Raya, not divorced. Oh. Um, uh, no, not on Raya. Don't have the money. But um, I had a good Raya sighting the other day, by the way. I have to oh, tell you about it. Right, save that. that. Yes. We're going to save that for later? We have to we're save gonna, it. We're going to shelve it. I think we have to save it for all Okay, mind. that's yeah. fine. That's yeah. fair. All right. Um, I always feel like if I'm walking really hard, I maybe this is just aging. I'm like, I feel, I feel like I can feel my bones breaking. Mm-hmm. I can feel my everything's breaking down. Yeah. So like walking a little lighter, let's get a little more mileage out of this, if at I all possible. I have like a full sand sound in my knee when oh, I walk yeah. now. So sand knee. Full sand knee. <laughs> they call me sand knee. So not only am I stomping, wham, wham, there's also like... <sighs> Yeah, it's like it's like a hacky oh sack. Oh my god, <laughs> it's bad. And I got it checked out, and they common? were just like, "This is just how it is. Your knee is fine." They did a mm-hmm. whole X-ray and everything, and so anyway, but that it does make me more aware, and like it is louder if I'm doing something more strenuous. Yeah, so. there's certain ailments Caroline has that <laughs> where it's just she kind of takes for granted. Like, yeah, that's just the way it is. <laughs> that's life. <laughs> just like a, a consistently runny nose. Sandy hacky sacks where her knee joint should be. A hacky sack knee. Uh, oh, I've got left arm syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's left arm syndrome? <laughs> it's where it's it's on backwards, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why she always Sucks. hugs from the right. Right. And I, but I have an amazing arm if yeah. you throw a ball. Oh, yeah. Um, Volleyball, she crushes. Huge. Huge oh, for me. Man. Yeah. Gracious. Well, we're talking about our walks. We'd love to know about your walk. <laughs> yeah. Walk with the Lord. Yeah, yeah of Amen. course. How it's progressed or declined in the last two years, my brother in Are Christ. There two steps oh in the man, foot in the I sand. will. I will say. Speaking of TikTok, Are there two foots in the sand, one in the stink. Is that what you're just saying? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, in the sand. Two in the sand, and the same two, one in the man. <laughs> two footsteps in the stand, and one of them is trying to get away <laughs> from the other. The stink. <laughs> oh my god! What'd you What'd you see on TikTok? Sorry, uh, I love that my brother in Christ has become like a thing in the comment sections. Have you guys seen this? Like Gen Gen <laughs> oh, Z, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I love that. I love that so, so much that like my right. brother in Christ d- simply don't, don't do this. Do not do this. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, just makes me so happy. It's nice. Um, yeah, no. How is my walk with the Lord? Um, I mean, heavy. Walk with the Lord is right. heavy. Yeah, heavy on the stomping feet. around. Yeah. Stomping. Um, <laughs> it's been a it's it's been a, a tribulation filled couple of years, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. Tribulation filled. Trials and tribulations. Welcome to the sure. tribulation force, brother. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're amongst good company. You're yeah, the Dick I mean, Steel or whatever his name is. <laughs> his name was Raymond Steel. It wasn't Dick Steel. <laughs> Caroline's referring to the Left Behind characters, and she did say that That's, his it name seems was implied dick steel <laughs> dick, dick, dick steel no Excuse left me. behind yeah like right the nick behind. cage part you know it's the buck williams and rayford steel buck, buck williams and dick steel <laughs> honestly man. at writer he loved those guys he loved them anyway um it's been tough so things have been up and down yeah eventful that, but i mean i guess that's that's life i think the past you know since 2020 been a little rocky for everybody in one respect or another right sure sure um i i god so much to like catch up on i'm j- okay my <laughs> walk with the lord i mean 
You don't actually have to say it like that. Dude, I'm so convicted. I feel so convicted. I'm like, please don't, please don't. You don't have to share anything. You don't have to share everything. And you can run away from the Lord too. What run? Is there is there a way you feel that you think now is maybe better than where you were two years ago when it comes to spirituality or anything like that? (laughs) Um, I think it's been like really. I think the thing that I've like really learned this year is I do have this genuine craving for community. And, um, I think that like, not, I'm, I'm kind of at peace with the fact that thanks buddy. Thanks producer. Our Dexter, producer for Dexter coming is coming, coming to company. comfort. Yeah. Thank Damn. you. That's Bring nice. That's nice. <laughs> um, I'm like going to a small church, a small faith community. Nice. And I'm like, yeah, I just need the thing every week yeah. where like, I don't need to see some friendly people. I like, I mean, I'm signed up for a small group because I'm like, I don't need the, I don't need to be like super religious or anything, but I want the people. I want the community. I like having, you know, once a week, you're going to go to a friendly place. You're going to see some friendly people. Um, yeah, it's been humbling. I mean, in this year, like, I don't want to get into anything too deep because this is a really fun podcast that you guys put on. Please. But like, oh, it's little not anyway. fun half of the time. <laughs> half, of, half of the show is actually really not fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like this this year's been challenging. The the this year's brought the end of a long term relationship. That was that's challenging. Huge. Um, yeah. And I had uh, I had an injury that resulted in knee surgery like eight weeks ago now. So I'm still. Very that was much recent. Yeah, we're making all of these like walk with the Lord jokes, and I like can't. I saw I you keep, like rubbing your knee, and I was like, I, oh, it's like it's like hurting. Oh, you know? and, and our producers even laying hands on it I right think, now. He's praying over I've, it. As I've noticed this about dogs. You know how dogs can like smell anxiety and they stuff. They can like smell like, diseases. Yeah. Wait, I've they can had, smell anxiety. Mm-hmm, yeah, dogs have the ability to like pick up on your, your anxiety senses. has a stank. De- anxiety, depression. Yeah, it's gotta. <laughs> and by the way, Caroline, <laughs> be you. <laughs> anxiety smells like bacon. They love it. They love it. They're drawn to anxious Nibble people for that reason. I have noticed multiple dogs come up and take notice of this knee. Are you serious? Yeah, like dogs will come up, give it a sniff. My granddad's dog, Jake, would come up and like put his chin on my knee and just sort of like, this okay? You okay here? Oh, that's so sweet. It's very sweet. And that's what Dexter was just doing. Baxter. What's his name? Dexter with a D. My little D. That's what I call him. Jackster. Jackster. <laughs> oh, no, I don't like that. Um, Dick Jackster. Dick Jackster. Wow. That, I didn't realize you also had knee surgery. That is very sucky. Yeah. And then a, you, did you have to lay down for a while too? I did. Yeah. yeah. I took a bad fall. I tore a tendon. Um, it's one of the tendons that holds your kneecap where it goes. You need those. So you, so like, I do have hacky sack knee. Okay, like I have yeah, actual. Have it's full of bean bags. The grind. They just threw. <laughs> We're always on not, our grind. Not whatever thing you have. <laughs> We're always on our grind. <laughs> <laughs> Grinding every day. Um, it is. Yeah. No. I like. I can't bend it fully. Walking still feels weird. Wow. I still. Uh, when I'm like out in the world, most of the time, I I wear a brace because mm-hmm. I'm still getting used to being around people. Yeah, and you want to be careful. Too. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. get bumped into or anything like that. Right. And so. in the midst of your suffering, you've gotten more of God. I've gotten more. <laughs> God is drawn near. Of God. You know what is cool? On a on a on a real tip, I uh I've been working with a spiritual director for like the past few years. Now tell us what that is. Yeah, because I'm not to me clear. that could be like Enneagram coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So 
my understanding only having had one spiritual director ever so like i don't know what the what the <laughs> what industry is like not all spiritual directors are the same okay yeah that's yeah. true <laughs> that, i mean a funny comment to say yeah. one on one. <laughs> there's, there's good... not always gold in here kevin <laughs> <laughs> and yet <laughs> i sift through every time <laughs> the sand, i also have sand brain that you have to sift through it it's mostly trash in oh, that sand <laughs> she has pre-sand brain Cigarette COVID. Butts. i think yeah I'm pre, sorry. the pre-covid sand brain the the best way i know to describe it is it, it is a little bit like therapy with more of a with more of a spiritual edge so like right. whereas therapy would predominantly just be like let's get into um patterns and where those patterns might have started and if we have like behavioral cycles i know there's lots of different kinds of therapy but in general like cognitive talk therapy is a lot of like once we're able to identify those patterns, figure out where they came from, we can start to figure out how to like circumvent them and interrupt ourselves in our no normal patterns. Yeah. So it has like that flavor. It's a lot of just sitting and talking and having somebody listen um, with a little bit more of a spiritual proponent of like, mm, what do you think like your soul might be? telling you in mm. in this experience mm -hmm. like does that feel like you know are you able to identify that voice like if i say something like oh, this is just the way i feel it's like does that does that sound like it's coming from anywhere in your body does that mm -hmm. sound like it might be trying to direct you does that mm -hmm. sound like it might be trying to stop you so it's a little it's a little woo woo oh. but yeah that's been like the spiritual experience for the past few years I've been doing it for a few years, but I've like just started to notice the effects. Oh, really? So, what like, are the effects? Would you? Say? I think just I I think like therapy, just having a little bit more of a greater awareness of like, oh yeah, like um, for me, for a lot of my life, I wasn't very connected to like what people would call their gut or mm, their mm -hmm. instinct, intuition. Yeah, yeah, like. How you really feel about something. Yeah. Some yeah. people seem to have a very natural ability to just be like, I just have a feeling and I'm going to go with it. Mm -hmm. And that is not my experience at all. I'm, I've not been that kind of person. I think that's common with a lot of Christians too. Yeah. I would who were, imagine who so. Who were raised to literally doubt their heart. Yeah. Completely. Totally. In most situations. My my spiritual director, her name's Gail. Gail's awesome. Um, Gail's been, I guess a lot of her focus has been on like, all of these things that tend to get divided up in like religious talk, like let's bring those back together. Like your soul, your body, your mind, your emotions. This is like a, a complicated interconnected mm. ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, we can, all of these things can work together to like inform you and guide you and direct you. So I guess the role of a spiritual director is not so much to do the directing, but to like guide you towards yourself and so give you, you the can, vocabulary yeah yeah i think that's a that again kind of like therapy you know having the ability to refer to things as a pattern or this or that or the other mm -hmm. yeah almost that's like therapy cool. plus what were you gonna say yeah, you finish you know, <laughs> uh, yeah therapy plus in in the sense of i think about that old Brene Brown thing. We're all members of the insane brown posse right <laughs> <laughs> right we love her Love her. Yeah. Okay, that's great. great. That's amazing. Uh, that's so good. One of her things from Atlas. I'm just, can we talk about your evolution, oh, oh, Kevin, for just a quick sidetrack? Oh, I mean, what? this episode alone, the things I've heard you say about the Brown Posse over the years and the TikTokers over the years. Okay. I'm just saying, 
Not to shame you, it's great you're here. I'm glad you've arrived at home base, my friend. Welcome but home. But it's really funny. Nothing, nothing says not to shame you. Like just like so glad you're here. You Bless your heart. Things. Not to shame you, but I'm happy you finally agree with me. <laughs> yeah. Insane brown policy. I'm sorry. One of the things she she talks about is uh, how if you feel something and you mislabel what it is that you're actually feeling, that it can cause you to have a really adversely negative experience of whatever that emotion Makes is. It worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're like a, a, a deeper form of grief, but you just say, I'm angry or vice versa, or I'm sad, then you're going to direct yourself mm-hmm. into emotional chaos, essentially, or, or something that's just like not authentically the right experience. She talks about this in her book and in her show, Atlas of the Heart. So in a similar way, it feels like with a spiritual director, and especially for someone that still subscribes to some version or form of faith, it is important to give yourself those, you know, pieces of context of, I'm feeling this way in my soul and my soul is warning me of these things. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like like to use that that kind of heightened extra to what might be a standard therapy practice. Right. Um, vocabulary. Yeah, I think um, I've definitely gotten more comfortable with the fact that like I am a person of faith. Like I do have a spiritual faith. I I do still use the word God. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like it's fairly interchangeable. I'm not bothered by other people using other terms, but like Judeo-Christianity for me is very much the language that I'm comfortable speaking. It's the language that I I just sort of automatically go to. I think it's it's been there have been ebbs and flows with like my relationship with Christianity throughout the years. But I think at this point I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going to shake this. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I, I think this is like, this is just a part of me. It's yeah. a little bit like a culture that I grew up in. I'm never going to like lose the accent. So <laughs> yeah. And you like took a break even, and then we're still like, yeah, it still like feels good to it's me like at I, some level. And I can reapproach it with sort of a, it's like I studied you know. abroad. I studied abroad in the bars <laughs> yeah. of Los Angeles for a while. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's all like, like I had a good time, but at cool. the end of the day, I'm I'll like, I always think of that place. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I just like, instead of trying to run from that or figure out how to be something, something different, just accepting like, yeah, I guess I am kind of a sort of a spiritual Christiany dude. I still have a hard time saying like I am a Christian. Like I sure. love the Lord Jesus right. because it just that just feels like insufficient. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, you guys asked me this question and it might have been a bit, and I've just fully no, like, it wasn't gone a bit. A, no, it was not like, a bit at all. Right sure. in. No, oh, I'm sorry. It might just be my signature saying something sincere in the most. <laughs> Yeah, sort of we bit have a bad saturated case of snark voice. face. Yeah. yeah, we have RSF. <laughs> yeah, for what, sure. One thing I've realized, actually, I'll make, I'll turn this into a question so that I'm not just oh. like asking about me. But you guys, you guys are both very funny people. Obviously, uh, wow. professionally funny. Um, yeah, sure. Do you feel like COVID and the isolation and whatnot? Do you feel like your uh, your social Already. ability and your quickness got like shaved back a bit or because of doing the podcast, do you feel like you were able to like stay sharp? Cause I, I guess I feel like a good question in COVID. I felt like I just got out of practice. I feel much slower. And in general, just like I used to think of myself as being 
a funny person. And now I'm like, that's not really the thing I'm leading with anymore. That's <laughs> you like, mean in just social casual context or public performance context? I guess that's a good distinction. Maybe public, both, what's but public feel free performance to... Context? Oh, public performance. Literally performing in public is oh, all I oh, mean by that. Okay, in yeah, social yeah. interactions where it's like, what if we were talking without mics and we were just at a party yeah. or something would be socially casual. I think for me, <laughs> people might disagree, but I think it didn't go away from me during the isolation, but the, the um, sensation of doing it, especially in person, for the first couple of months post-vaccine... Felt like I was getting high when I was with people. Mm-hmm. We're just like, you know, and just like going, drafting off each other's energy and yeah. being indoors. And even the like first time, what, what was that? You just coughed. What was that? Uh, <laughs> uh, it was nothing, guys. I promise. Uh, but I remember even the first time that we recorded together indoors post vaccine, it was like, ah, yeah. you know, yeah. it heightened it. I don't think, and some people, yeah, got more accustomed to a little more quiet or a little backing off. But no, I, I feel equally as obnoxious as I was pre yeah. COVID. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean, yeah, you were, but like, yeah. No, yeah, I, I feel the same way. I think, but that I'd never thought about it was because of the podcast that maybe kept my skills going or whatever. Cause I wouldn't say I was like, felt especially different at like a party again or something. I think almost if anything, I actually felt calmer because I was like, yeah, nothing matters in a lot of ways. Wow. Like things yeah. could be a lot fucking worse, you know? So nothing like a spell of nihilism to really, <laughs> yeah, like, really sh- just sharpen the edges. A cool yeah. party girl. Um, <laughs> so, but I think it might've been the podcast cause it, I think it totally would have been different if I was just doing work, which was not a lot of meetings or talking and just being with my husband and being alone. camping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when I'm alone for a long time, I do like kind of start to burrow into myself and get really weird. And so, but I think the podcast probably kept me like outward focused and talking and, and like joking, I think was really important. So yeah, yeah, that probably helped a little bit. It was just nice to have something that you had to do. Yeah. Like yeah. it is kind of a gift to have a look, especially during that time to have yeah. a little bit of homework where it's like, well, this has to happen, you know. And Absolutely. We have to talk to this new person mm-hmm. now or, you know, try to make hay of this song or this band. You know, like yeah. that was a helpful get outside of your own little universe exercise. For some us. form, yeah, some form of consistency. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Because for the rest of us, it was just like, put on pants. Like right. just <laughs> any, anything. Do a terrible <laughs> Zoom hang or whatever. Yeah, and I think it was cool to, like, see my friend every week, too. Like, twice a week for a while. And we were so close in proximity. She's pointing at Dexter. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pointing to to the TV. (laughs) (laughs) My friend. Caroline developed a very special relationship with television during the pandemic. Really close. (laughs) She named her console and everything. I am a thruple, but it's with my my Samsung. Um, Yeah, I think that helped, too. And, like, I think... I think actually I probably would have drifted from a lot of friendships if wow. I didn't have like that muscle still going and kind of almost like enforcing it. So mm-hmm. I think, that must yeah. feel the same way with your community group a little bit too. Of like yeah. it's keeping this muscle going and it was something you needed and maybe it doesn't always feel exciting every week, but like you you know like for yourself, like I need to do this to feel right. Yeah, I think I just noticed, um, I'm just always curious with, with other people who are like, you know, uh, doing comedy either in performance or I feel like 
I don't know. I feel like podcasting is a bit of a performance. It's a it's a form of performance, but you guys may feel like no, this is just this is how conversation feels mm-hmm. all the time. Um, I think because I do less of it than you guys, it always feels a little bit like. I don't know. That might be like my own social anxiety. Switch. It's sort of like, yeah, I need yeah. to like amp it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, and <laughs> I think different. what I felt is like post-COVID, I'm like, yeah, I just feel like a more serious person now. Mm. It's a little bit of a bummer. Like I feel like I'm kind of like, you know, I'm kind of coming to terms with that. But it might also just be coming to terms with the fact that I've probably always been a little bit more serious. I just didn't want to admit it. Yeah. I wanted to be like a playful, funny person, but I just am kind of intense. Yeah, or, you know, more sincere about things. Yeah, I guess that's a better word for it. Yeah, Yeah. maybe maybe if uh, there's things you wanted to say, you don't always need to feel like you have to cloak it in a joke or something. And that can be nice for people, too, you know, like… Because I don't think there's a value. This gets exhausted. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> there's, People, I think there's pros to either thing. Of so I just I don't want you to feel like oh I've lost something. Maybe you've gained something too. Oh you yeah, know? that's yeah. a really nice perspective. Yeah, yeah, and I agree with Caroline. The sword cuts both ways. So something that's easily framed as I guess I'm just like a serious person, but it is maybe to some people, and it has even to me. Red is like. Uh, sincerity and accessibility without a veneer or layer of of inauthenticity or something that you have to kind of cut through to get to whatever the real thing is. Like, right. like it goes both ways. Totally. These are the gifts of COVID mm. that Amy Grant was talking about. keep talking. always coming back. Who, who, who said the gifts of COVID? And I keep quoting it. I don't, gifts of COVID. The gifts of Gosh, COVID. Was it Piper? Probably. Piper would see COVID as a great but, blessing yeah. to Earth. I, I woke up, Satan shat on my face and chest. His, the idea of people being all at home all the time, I'm sure he was so excited about. Yeah. Where the books yes. are. Where the books where are. The solitude where there's is. no bar. <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't be too in your head about that. You know, no, I appreciate that. I'm just always curious at what other people's uh, perspective what the is. Evolution was, yeah. You I know. go through that where it's like, am I dulled now, or am I just two years older? And especially that two years, which felt like twenty yeah. years. Yeah, for sure. You know, and like growing up instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you listen, it's it would be a mortifying experience. But if you listen to our first episode five years ago, mm. yeah, I'm sure my voice is higher. Hi, I'm Kevin. Hello. <laughs> good Christian fun. I'll be a Christian forever. Turning <laughs> to what's her face from Teen Girls. When you when you started this podcast, were you still like super Christian? Not super is the thing. Not super, but mm-hmm. I was a little more. I was a little less. Uh, just speaking for myself personally, I was a little less resistant to the label oh. and a little yeah, a little less hesitant about like. You know, now I feel like a politician answering a question on the campaign trail. Like, well, let's you define yes or no. what Christian means. <laughs> Christian can mean certain things to certain cultures. years right. ago. Family. Yeah. <laughs> family, working, Nine class, progress. families. <laughs> class, Work freedom, ethics, liberty. Oh, Dexter yeah. just grunted. No, he hates politics. Yeah, he doesn't He's like not that. a fan. Like, keep it up by your talk about that with guests. Yeah. But, oh, were you looking you guys, at me to? No, <laughs> no. I was just. I'm. I'm like. Serious. If you guys let me roll, I'll flip this thing around on you. I'll oh, interview man. you guys. Please don't. 
<laughs> no, I would hate to be vulnerable. Let's talk. Let's, I would hate let's it. Let's talk a little bit about that journey for you, Kevin. That journey well, that you your took. Walk with God. I would like to talk about it by talking about our band today, Acts two seventeen. So first, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. This headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little a person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the topic. What? What did I do? That's what I look like before I kiss anyone, too. <laughs> you do a little reset and... And I'm go. kissing. <laughs> it's kissing time. And kiss time activated. <laughs> no, what I say, Caroline, is I say, mm, I'm in my kissing era. You say, mm, it's giving kissing. <laughs> Ooh, giving I love kissies. that. Love that journey for you. Ooh. Ooh, it's giving it funny. It's giving fun. Uh, Pax 217. Have either of you guys heard of this band? Ew, of course. Of course not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I I this is an interesting thing because I feel like I have I have brought this band up with other people that I would have assumed like we had the exact same background. And I'm not sure how like totally niche this band was. Like That's they amazing. they had a song in Extreme Days, mm-hmm. which to me was like mainstream, was like baby. Avengers Endgame. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Shout out to this our friend Jeff Loveness, who's writing the Avengers movies. Did you see that? <laughs> oh my gosh, really? Uh oh, I don't think I knew that. I think I, I knew he was doing Ant Man. Jeff Loveness, our our old friend who's been on the show a few times, they announced that he's writing 
Avengers The Kang Dynasty. Oh, my God. He is the sole screenwriter for that. Whoa. Yeah, so good for him. So I'll be having a part in a Marvel movie. So Very soon. So smart, wonderful, smarvelous might hit a little different. In the trenches. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Live from Wait, set. you think you're getting a cameo because yeah. Jeff's doing the movie? Yeah, probably. Probably a lead. I, yeah, I don't think just a cameo. Yeah. I think Marvel gives their screenwriters a lot of production huge sway. Casting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Kevin does casting, too. So yeah. <laughs> get in so, through that. My work. By the way, the trick. Trailer is dropping, I think. Mario next week. Oh my gosh! So everyone, look out for that. Finally, really, your work has paid off. We're so excited to bring I this story they, to life for you guys. I hope they call you out. I hope it's like in the produced by and cast by. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just cement that story forever. Oh, yeah. It's already on IMDb. Is it still on IMDb? No, they took it off. Oh, unfortunately, sorry. who's I'm, they? Who, the government. The government. <laughs> Joe Biden. Whoever the they is that my family it's refers to, like right. they. <laughs> It's good for the economy. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, wasn't on Caroline's radar as much. Okay, yeah. Up. So, like, I mean, I... God, I hope at least, like, one person listening has heard of this yes, band. Yes, of but course. But, I mean, okay, so, like, I... Actually, in in revisiting this band, I've been listening to... When I, when I pitched it uh-huh. to you, I think I said it was their debut album, and I was mistaken. The album Engage that I had suggested we talk about is actually their sophomore album... And uh, except for one independently produced EP, their final studio album. Wow. Um, it this came a short out. Spurt this was a short voice. spurt. They had a pretty long career, but it was mostly in the 90s when they were absolutely buried in obscurity prior yes. to the breakout success of Extreme Days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the huge windfall that happened I mean, after. Yeah. Can you imagine the when money? The bomb right. went The off. money. Right. Um, there was B E D and then A H. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, in revisiting this album, I realized how appropriate it was because I would have learned about this album exactly 20 years ago. It came out in 2002. Wow. And so I learned about it about this time of year mm-hmm. when I was, I'm about to turn 34, which sucks. But like, Why? I, <laughs> just, it, I'm just not ready for it. 34. Um, okay. Is it the You're 34, four? right? No. Oh. No, 32. I'm older. 45? No. Hang on. Wow. Dexter attack. Whoa. Dexter Dude. kill. Oh, give me a kiss. <laughs> I'm in my kiss again. <laughs> what? Oh, you learned it from me. So no, I I I know I'm older than you. I have to assume I'm older than you. Only I'm definitely I'm definitely older than Dexter. Um Maybe he's just as old as Earth. Maybe not as in <laughs> no, dog he's years. Not. Look he's, into his eyes. He's a young man. <laughs> <laughs> he's seen it all. He's seen some things yeah. for sure. It's a man who's seen a genocide or two. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh my. Participated. He's like, yes, please. Get me in there. Oh no. <laughs> hmm. So 20 years ago. Yeah, 20 years ago. Where were you at? Where what was the upbringing? I would have learned about this when my family relocated from Colorado Springs to Bucharest, Romania as missionaries. Whoa. Colorado Springs right. is sort of Mecca for yes. conservative Christian religious right stuff with Indeed. focus on the family. Focus on the family. Hot spot to hang out as a middle schooler. Um, did you go to the ice cream Did you oh, go to Wits End? Yeah, Wits I went end. to Wits End. Wait, you like went hung down. out there as a middle schooler? Nobody, well, I didn't like hang out there okay. like it was the actual Wits End because there wasn't there wasn't <laughs> actually like a nice elderly man doling out life wisdom there. Trust me, he wasn't that. 
looks it's not nice. inviting. <laughs> like it's on the bottom floor. There's not a lot yeah. of light in there. Yeah, yeah, that should be like on a main street where you're walking in, and then it's like, yeah, after school, we'll yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. Maybe it, they'll do it for the thousandth episode. It is pop ups of Wits <laughs> yeah, in all across the nation. <laughs> you go up. I mean, it sounds like you've been there. You go up to the top. You take a slide three stories down, <gasps> and it yes. dumps wow. you out into a. Um, into an ice cream parlor that's being manned by teenagers who don't want to be there. Yeah. Hate it. So, you know, which is unlike the show. (laughs) Yeah. Because those teenagers love Love to work. Love working that minimum wage job. How how old do you guys think Eugene is in that show? Great question. Well, the man who played him just passed away this year. Oh, that sucks also. That sucks worse than being 34. That's that's a bummer. Death? Yeah, I think death is worse than 34. The alternative to turning older Mm -hmm. is much worse. That wins. Um, Um, But he's like, you know, he's out of... He's in community college, but he's like working there. Eugene, always got it. unclear, you know. Got it. Okay. I'm gonna say he is 24, and he's in community college. He had to like go back and get a GED before taking that, another. The pass. fact that he was even in community college was bizarre to me because he's like a genius, right? Yeah, shouldn't he be? At well, some geniuses Harvard? go to community college. <laughs> no to disrespect at all to the CC friends, wow. but I'm just like the CC family. <laughs> like they're a community. Like they we are. recognize our it's LGBTQ brethren. <laughs> oh my god! But like that's his whole thing, you know, is like Mr. Genius. So anyway, I don't know. It's a great question. The point is, it's I really, I really want to go back and listen to a bunch of Adventures in Odyssey. It's been a really long time. Well, since there's I heard a place him. you can do that. There's a place right here anytime we do podcast. adventures in Potosi do every other week. Every oh, other week. I that is legitimately true. did not know about that. Oh, yeah. no, of course. Yeah. So would? come on up. <laughs> yeah. we, we, not even our own subscribers. We do a great this. job not promoting that every other week on our second service feed. We do oh. an episode of Adventures in Odyssey. So come on Guys. back and revisit. Yeah, can I just leave now and come back for of that? Course. I, of course. Of course. Yeah, next we'll Tuesday, next episode. Amazing. Yeah, and it'll feel like coming home for you. Amazing. I always think of Wits End literally as in like Colorado. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah, this place. Oh, it must be cold I guess it makes sense. I always imagined it being in some kind of like a northeastern town. But okay. It's so- supposed to be like I think kind of yeah in every town the, maybe Midwest Vermont. vibe yeah oh, no not Midwest. Vermont for I, sure. see I no. always pictured yeah I pictured. did somebody say Vermont <laughs> no it, hey. it, can it, I have stupid we just did an episode on that was like about the the hippie movement and there nothing <laughs> makes wit angrier than the idea of someone being in any way associated someone to like cool vibes Vietnam yeah <laughs> 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 so I'm going to guess by that alone, he is nowhere near Vermont. In a way, anyway. we did win the war. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Witt. All wars are a win <laughs> when the U.S. is fighting them. Oh, anyway, man. okay. And Wit gets scared every 4th of July. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So this 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, bam, no, so, okay. Hats, so hits your ears. For like, to to make kind of like a complex childhood in, in brief, like I, I was a missionary kid. Southeast Asia from, I was in Thailand and Cambodia when I was really young. Then we moved to Colorado um, when I was- A lot like Thailand. Very similar. A lot, a lot like Southeast Asia, Indochina and Colorado Springs. Uh, very, very all feels similar. Like home, right? Um, lived in Colorado Springs for four years. And then all of a sudden, like my family was like, we're going to go be missionaries again. But oh, twist, we're going to Romania. Oh my God. So, um, yeah, that was- What is about Romania? I mean- Romania, I think 
aside from the other Eastern European the, countries, the vampires? they they all yeah vampires they they need Jesus, but very hard to convert because of the crosses thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it takes a long they, time. When to you warm say, up. "Do you accept him into your heart?" They're like, "Accept what?" They're only do it at night. Their heart. They right? scare. It's it's weird thing about vampires, work. they scare easy. Right. Very, <laughs> very shy. That's, that's the weird thing about vampires. <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting older, and <laughs> get they literally do they, stay the same age. Stay the same Because <laughs> we had another guest. Um, what didn't Jen's family also do mission work? Gentolic? Yeah, yeah, in Romania oh. as well. Uh, it's always funny, of, like finding out what the hub is. I think for Romania specifically, it's there was a massive um, orphan crisis. So, oh, like okay. after the fall of communism, there were all of these kids that were in state-run orphanages, wow. and then after communism, they were just sort of like released out onto the streets. Oh my so God. there was a there was a massive need for like, like just care homeless kids. Oh God, um, yeah, and I think obviously for missionary populations kids are a hot ticket item Ooh, like if you can hit. if you can be taking care of kids like that's good business <laughs> um yeah Man. It's like, true, it's, though. It is, it is what it's it like is. It's like Jughead and Cheeseburgers when they see an <laughs> orphan oh child. It's like, oh, Damn. my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I'm, I feel of two – I mean, I'm sure you have a lot of feelings about it, too, but I just feel of two minds about it, too. Of like, on the one hand, it's good that you provide care, but it is, on the, one, on the other hand, always strange the way Christians just sort of, like – invade when there's like loose children around yeah. they're like these are ours now we'll take super em. super complex sure. issue yeah an issue is. with a lot of nuance for sure but yeah, i think we like, don't have to get all into that but the, anyway. sh- the shitty part of it is the, like can i swear on this podcast no no god damn it absolutely so, um, you do that line the <laughs> the 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 tricky part of the, the junky part yeah the, the, the not crummy the not part. swell part <laughs> is like the the thing about kids in international poverty is that it's really easy to take their photo and take those photos back to churches in America and raise a ton of money. Right. Like that's, that's what gets kind of gross. And I'm not, totally. I'm not meaning to like put a sign on my parents back because my dad is a PhD with like a, a focus in international social justice and my mom just rocks. So like, I'm not looking to like cast them as being the villains, but this kind of thing happens way too often wherever you have a huge population of kids. Yeah. Um, Because it just drums up a lot of financial support. It does. Anyway, Pax 217. (laughs) Not terrible, you know, that we would have funding for it, but it is like, it is kind of like a better marketing, which is so gross, you know, but it does, it's true. Yeah. It was my number one issue with uh, Tom Shoes. I used to, Mm. like, when Tom Shoes first came out, I decided to hate Tom Shoes for really no reason whatsoever. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just hated them because they were fugly. (laughs) And they were uncomfortable. stinky. They weren't fun comfortable. Yeah, no. I'm laughing because I'm remembering... Your Tom's like, era? No, no, I never had a Tom's era, but I'm remembering the great Tom's Wars of 2012 and friends of mine who described getting into arguments with people like at that church we used to go to of like, well, you know, the money doesn't really go to what they're saying. I mean, that was 100% me, man. Like I yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, pitched, I like 
I fought and died on that hill so hard. I got in trouble at my college over it. Like Whoa. I really made a stink. For Tom? T- I was like, I was like, this is so unacceptable. Sh- selling shoes like with the with with poverty. This is disgusting. I was like, yeah, it was, it such was an, disgusting. I was such an angry, you angsty right, like twenty year old. I never even just thought about that. Like that's so exploitative and kind of awful. Like, I'm getting mad about it now all over again. Get mad about it. And they were fugly. I don't Shoes. know if they're still in operation, but go ahead. Let's write a, I a think strongly they are. worded letter. Anger is a renewable resource. <laughs> they also thankfully. have sunglasses, which I know because I got one in my FabFitFun box, which you can get 50% 15% off. 15% off. Are they a sponsor on this podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they are a sponsor, and I actually great. still do just subscribe with my own money because yeah. I love getting that box. But anyway, okay, well, so I didn't Tom's mean to, also I'm, has I apologize. I didn't mean to step on that copy. Oh. Like, I want you guys to. Sorry, let me put away my best fiends game. Uh, it's almost like ah. I'm addicted to it, but yeah. I wouldn't use that word. I would word. never use that word. I would say obsessed, <laughs> baby. That's okay to you. I would love to check it out, but how is fiends spelled? Um, it's friends without the art. Best fiends. Got it. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. You might have heard of it. Very cool. Okay. So, PAX 217. Yeah, you were in Romania. I discovered it when I moved to Romania because I was already, I was like very into... The, that intersection of like punk rock, funk uh, rock yeah, is funk what rock. It's like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yes, yeah. what kind of three eleven POD? But I think like POD was they they were a little they were definitely more mainstream mm-hmm. than Pax Two Seventeen, yeah. and also not quite so blatantly Christian. I think the thing that really caught me off guard <laughs> re-listening to this album before this podcast. Christ. Is how like, <laughs> I remember thinking. Christ does catch us off guard, doesn't he? <laughs> I remember actively thinking like bands like Pax 217 are cool because they're like accessible to non-Christians. <laughs> no, it's not. Anybody like, can have a listen. basically a worship album. Oh, yeah. And I just completely did not realize like how Christian it was. And you remembered it not being that Christian. Yeah. I remembered it being pretty straight down the middle skateboard surf rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, or maybe at the time rock. too, you weren't like listening too hard at the lyrics. You know, no. you were just like, I just love the jam. I was just checking out those sweet breakdowns. Did any of us truly, for whether it was Christian or any other kind of music, did any of us listen that hard to the lyrics no. as children? I feel like I remember distinctly when someone like said that they they do like pay attention to the lyrics. And I was like, you can do that. <laughs> like, I remember that being like, oh shit. Like I've been listening to music wrong <laughs> this whole time. Unless it was like a Disney song, which I knew the lyrics to. It was just like, it had never occurred to me that like there was more to know. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, unfortunately, I think I have to share this anecdote. I swear I've shared on the show, but it was like four years ago. But it was when this comes into play with Christian music. I wanted to buy... <laughs> As a child, I wanted to buy Jagged Little Pill by Lance Morissette. <laughs> but my mom said, you know what? I'll let you, but first I got to read the lyrics. Right. So print them out for me and I'll read them and make sure it's appropriate. <laughs> so, whoops. But what I did. Oh, I remember this. In yeah. my Danny Ocean era or mm-hmm. whatever you want to say. 
So I was like, oh, well, that's a little bad. So I just changed You're the lyrics. Redacting. Before, before printing oh, it out. Like, brilliant. would she take you to a theater? <laughs> but then I missed the part where she sings, are you thinking of me when you fuck her? From You Ought to Know. Oh, so I just boy. printed that out. Whoopsie. An 11-year-old me was like, here you go, mom. <laughs> she was like. As you can see, mother, clear as a bell. <laughs> All good stuff. Yeah, I missed a few spots on the, on the, yeah, the sanitizing. You were in there, but you weren't thorough. Yeah. Oh, baby. That's so funny. So I mean, she you were, denied the CD, I'm guessing. She did. Yeah. And then I bought it like three years later. <laughs> you were way ahead of the curve in terms of music taste than I was. Because I was pretty solely into, like, they had Bands to like be this. Christian. They had, oh, they, so had, had to. they had to be Christian. Yeah. It was like, it wasn't even enforced. It was like you were self-policing. You're like, yeah, of course, I would only listen yeah, to except for Yeah, except for Weird Al. He got a pass. <laughs> Weird Al. Weird Al got let Weird through. Al. Raunchy, yeah. Raunchy Al. Is he? Yeah. He, oh, yeah. He's talked about his faith, and everyone, everyone, everyone only has good things to say about him. Well, you'll love to hear that. He's great. Yeah. He seems genuinely great. You'll love to hear that. I hope so. Have you had him on the oh, podcast? Oh, no. Caroline. I always hold out, you know, with these male celebrities especially. You just never know what's yeah. going to happen. So I don't support them vocally, just privately. Yeah, he could, just privately. Yeah, I would like be a huge fan, but I would never say it. Must, I don't need it on the record. We we've gotten to the point where women have to privately stand weird out for fear of cancellation. Well, I feel like honestly, this podcast has been an exercise of like, oh yeah, maybe I should just like look into someone real quick before I be like Shia LaBeouf has been and always will Run be my over. favorite yeah. man. <laughs> Shia, Shia. Oh, boy. Um, ooh, here we go. This yeah. kind of sound. Yeah. Like, this just hit so hard. When I was 13, <laughs> like, this is oh, sure. I was just like, this is great. I I think the, mel- the melodic writing on this album is pretty consistently good. This on- is where... Yeah, that's where the 2000s really kick in. Mm, yes. Kind of the Toby Mac influence. And there's a lot of that. And I was very into Toby Mac. Like, I was yeah. very into that. Two records. Yeah, his, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, Reliant K, I loved P.O.D. I can't even remember, like, all the bands. But I wasn't cool. I was, I was the kid who, like, desperately wanted to be cool. Mm-hmm. And so this music was incredibly <laughs> accessible to me. Because it also had, I think, it had, like, the emotional feeling of being, like, I wasn't into like pop music. So mm-hmm. it gave me that feeling of being like, yeah, I'm kind of like on the fringes. I'm mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm into like the punk rock stuff. I'm a bit stuff. of a punk myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just so badly wanted a wallet chain and <laughs> like wanted to sag my pants, but my dad wouldn't let me wear pants that would actually sag. So I had to buy pants that actually fit me appropriately. And then when I would leave the house, I would just pull them down a little bit so real they were just way too tight Ouch. making a real muffin top kind of situation <laughs> muffin top. out of out of my out of my butt it's a tough time this, this is a nostalgic man this album you need you needed you, you know what young you needed needed a freaking lizzo concert where no one would have batted an eye they would have celebrated that mt flowing over I mean, listen, I was 
was working a muffin all the time as a child myself. Like, no shame. But it's so funny that it it wasn't because they didn't fit. It's because you were like forcing uh, it, you know, yeah. like sausage casing it <laughs> yeah, down. Oh my God. <laughs> so you were cool from the waistband it was down. Uncomfortable. Like, I, I mean, sitting must have been a chore. It's a nightmare. The amount Absolutely. of buttons I tore through. <laughs> But darn it, you were cool. Oh, man. I'm also giggling and thinking like that you were listening to this music or or other like sort of mainstream CCM. Yeah. But also you were in Romania where yep. like all of this would be alternative to like probably most of the people oh, you met. Definitely. So you were like super niche. So yeah. the reason <laughs> the reason that this band really has like I I have a soft spot for this band is because they came to Romania and did a <gasps> concert. Did. When I was 14, it was the first concert I had ever been to. Whoa. And I um like I had become a fan of theirs like in that year, it was 8th grade. And so I went to this concert. What are the odds? And there the like first of all, just so fun going to a concert. They're the you venue. got your freshest pants I, pulled right I was like, I'm going to ruin tight. these pants in this mosh pit. I'll tell you what, this is going to get these real. These pants are not making it home. And, <laughs> and like, I couldn't buy another pair. We were in Romania. So I was like, let's put these bullheads to the test. Let's see what these babies can do. Pulled out the one Sobe lizard milk that I had saved yeah. in the fridge. Yeah, Sobe lizard. Gosh, that stuff was... Mm, oh, so God. good. I think it's illegal. Nectar. Nectar. <laughs> yeah. Nectar. And uh, like went to this concert, just had a blast. The venue they played in was an old, it was called the um the Sala Palatalui, and it was within like one of the old government chambers where Ooh. Ceausescu, the dictator of Romania, would give um government addresses. So the way the room was built was it was it was built for about a thousand people. Oh my gosh. I and, bet it was like ornate too. Yeah. Right? Insanely oh, yeah. like the the classic like Eastern European everything is like communism is good, communism is great. <laughs> right. Statues of like working class men and women who are just like jacked to the gills. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like got tiered arena seating for I mean like my memory is a little foggy but Hundreds at least. It's a, a big room. Oh my God. And to fit all of the PAX fans all of, that came. All, all of 112 kids <laughs> came out to this show. Not even 217. Like I we, bet the oh, sound was so good. milky, though. The, the echo <laughs> for that giant room. <laughs> like a cathedral. <laughs> and we all just like packed into the front row fun. and just like moshed and danced, and it was super fun. Sounds great. Had a great time. Fast forward to many, many years later, because this is like three or four years ago, probably four years ago. So I'm 29 or 30 or something like that. Maybe a little, it was a little longer, but whatever. Adult. Mm. I go to a Rob Bell when Rob Bell and Pete Holmes were doing their thing. Yes. I um oh, yeah, I, their freaking Abbott and Costello routine <laughs> yeah. that they would do. <laughs> I went, I went to one of those at Largo. And a friend of mine that I was with is like, oh, my friend uh, David Toasty is here. He used to, he was the front runner. He was the, um, uh, front man. the front man, excuse me. He was the front man for this band, PAX 217. Oh my God. And I was like, he's, he's here? He's here now? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, you want to meet him? And I was like, yes, please, please can I meet him? And she brings him up and I'm like, hey man, great to meet you. First of all, I... I don't know if you will remember this, but 
you played a concert at the Sala Palatului in Bucharest, Romania in like 2003. And he was like, yeah, man, of course I remember that. And I was like, I was there. And he's like, oh, dude, come on. And he like gives oh me a big God. hug. Are you serious? And he's like, that was the only time I've ever been to Romania. That concert was so fun. Audio was a little milky, but like <laughs> such a good time. <laughs> you remembered that. And he was like, Whoa. yeah, he was like, he was like, dude, I absolutely remember that show. That's the only time I've been there. Oh and I was gosh. like, that was my first concert. I was a child. And he was like, that hurts a little, but like, <laughs> great to see. Don't uh, say dude, it, like it that. was it was so that's cool. amazing what a it was so cool crazy full circle and at largo you know it's like yeah. cool oh, theater again yeah very hip. he looked like a completely respectable mild-mannered no. just a yeah just a, <laughs> like i mean he looked like a pretty nice, hip and trendy but he didn't man. he didn't look like he used to do rap rock <laughs> <laughs> well yeah they've all shed that skin at this point they're orange county boys they all come they from orange county so i would assume he's at least uh, that much local i think I think part of the appeal musically, and I really encourage anybody to listening to this to, to go consume Engage in full. Listen to it, you know, don't skip around on it. Don't skip on <laughs> this song. No <laughs> skips. Like, this go. is kind of their socially conscious That's right. song. Yeah, about you can. homeless people in San Francisco. That's right. Suits in New York. People of That's that right. And they and they had the guts to call people out with Mercedes and Beamers. Like they called those That's people true. out directly. I, I was scared to do that. And, and they did it. They're calling out Buddhists, Christians, Muslims, yeah. whoever. Everybody. To, to engage. Engage. They want everyone to be engaged. I think because if you engage, focus. you'll be a Christian. Or yeah, ring by spring. It's a ring by spring. <laughs> right. Oh, I wasn't listening for it from that side, but I've been looking for excuses to keep listening to this album, so I'm gonna hear that now. <laughs> Look at the lyrics. Yeah, engage is very funny. They they vastly they have this sort of like existing youthful angst of like there's things that are wrong with this world. Yep. They 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 do. This is weirdly to speak sensitively about it. One of the sort of prevalent themes that's in a lot of CCM. Amy Grant has a song about this. A lot of bands that we've talked about have a song about sexual abuse. And there is a song about that on the album called What is Love? And this song is very heavy. And it sits in a really... And it sounds heavy, too. It doesn't sound like anything else on the album. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this was the one song as a kid that like this song kind of like got under my skin and I had a hard time enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I, would, I can't like, imagine why. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say enjoyment would be the goal the feeling goal, the from the song. Yeah. This was my favorite song of this album. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think because one of... that uh, maybe their sound isn't quite like my style. So yep. just being a little bit of departure was good. Mm-hmm. It's dynamic and it is genuinely the whispering that it's at mm-hmm. the top is really makes you lean in yeah. and then mm-hmm. the screaming for good reason yeah. it was I feel like it was actually really beautifully paired mm-hmm. with what he was saying in the song and you can tell he's maybe talking about a girlfriend or someone he really cares about Yeah, and that she had been abused by someone in the church possibly I think maybe even like a pastor's kid mm-hmm. is what he's implying mm-hmm. anyway it's like it's. I think it's really in a lot of ways and it goes back and forth between like what he sees her going through and then his like full rage and like the violence he wants to commit against the person who did this Mm -hmm. coupled with even a little bit of compassion for that person like I think they even ask like were you touched as a kid you know like did this happen to you why are you like this why would you ever do this to anyone anyway I feel like 
it was at first I was going to write this off as like, oh, another fallen woman song, like this girl, something bad happened to her and we're just going to like tell it like a fun folk tale. Mm -hmm. But I thought it had a lot of feeling. Mm -hmm. And even if it's a little clumsy and it's written by a young man, you know, Mm -hmm. like I thought it was really endearing. And I feel like a lot of CCM songs that we talk about with sexual violence, like they don't ever access like the real anger you would feel on the yeah, behalf of someone you love. It's yeah. always like, but God was there, you know? And yeah. this one is like, no, I want to kill you, you know? And I feel like that was, that's appropriate. Like that's an appropriate mm-hmm. reaction to finding out someone you care about has been harmed, you yeah. know? I, I think I what's interesting. That. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. A, that's a great point. I think what's interesting about it is the fact that there's a tension in the song of him being like, he does want vengeance. It's almost like his flesh wants violence and it's his religion that's keeping him from acting that out. Right, so it's right. kind of, it has a kind of Old Testament vibe. Totally, of like, totally. Like, I'm gonna let God deal with yeah. you because if I deal with you, it's gonna be messy. And I think the reason, I mean, I mean, this might get a little heavier than intended. I don't mean it to, but like just speaking frankly, I think the reason I struggled with it as a kid is because I never had a sense of myself of like, I didn't relate to the song as the protagonist. Mm -hmm. I always felt like every time I like looked at a woman in a way that was wrong, I felt like that song was about me. And I was in some way like I was this evil man because I had like such a deep sense of, well, as a man, I'm so bent towards evil. I was also 14. Like these were my first experiences of like, awkwardly and clumsily bumping into sex and the and girls and like just not knowing how to navigate that at all. Yeah. So this song really spoke to like a deep insecurity in me mm. of like you are gross and if I could I would like beat the shit out of you. Yeah. And I was like this is an uncomfortable song but engage is a jam. Oh, engage is a jam. <laughs> no, I think that's great to point that out too. I think that's like a side of purity culture that that can be forgotten sometimes is like, not only is it awful for women or girls or people identify as women, but like for men, the you are so scared of like, you know, the monster inside of you or whatever that your normal, you know, like development feels like, oh, I'm actually the, as monstrous as whatever this guy did in this song. That's yeah. not proportional. That's not appropriate, you know, for you have, to have been feeling. Yeah, I think... Um, I think there's probably a lot of uh, obviously as like purity culture has been dismantled. I think it's it's great and it's good. We should get rid of that. Obviously, most of the story has been about like how damaging this is for the female psyche, because unfortunately, so many of the metaphors are about how like women are tennis shoes or a piece of gum and all this garbage. And, like, this is like nonsense. Um, but I've heard a lot less discussion about like and we've got a lot of boys in there who feel like if they don't tamp this like you what you said like a monster mm-hmm. like you your responsibility is controlling this actual beast right as opposed to like no you are a human being yes like you're not a dog you're not an animal right like you have control you have like the ability to make decisions and like a little self-love would go a long way towards yeah. like mm-hmm. you know like instead of just trying to like hold down that oh it's like the metaphor of like holding the the beach ball under the water like (laughs) trying to suppress your sin it's like holding a beach ball (laughs) under the water supposed to be underwater that's what they do (laughs) it's like that is not yeah so i yeah i appreciate that even now listening back to it i was like 
yeah, this song still gets under my skin mm. in a way. Yeah. It still like touches something sensitive. I think in it's me. really Without effective. Me. Yeah, and yeah. what mm-hmm. it's trying to communicate, mm-hmm. for better or worse. Caroline, you said that you thought that was going to be another fallen woman song. That's what I thought. Move on. This was going to be. <laughs> Which, to be clear, you know, and by by the sound of it, I think we can all tell this is... Uh, it's groovy. It's, Sexy. Yeah. Yeah, this is Adrian Brody's favorite song on the album. <laughs> I'll say that much. <laughs> uh, definitely the most <laughs> yeah. reggae forward, which obviously yeah. like P.O.D. and others play in. But Move On This is basically about like why getting married is good. Like oh, it yeah. actually I is about engagement. Thought. Yeah. I was, I was confused like where this was going. Because the lyrics were, uh, you know, gesturing towards like, oh, we took it one step further. Usually in a Christian song, that means we went too far right. and we yeah. fell into temptation. We commit to abstinence. In this t- case, it's that they got betrothed, I, I believe. Yeah. The one, the one line that I find confusing in the song is early on, he says, he, the, there's some line about like, but I used to have a family. Yes. Yes. And I don't, and I'm like, and what then he is never he referencing? completes like what that was about. Here's my head cannon, because yes, it, the the course of it, which I think is very pretty. Uh, I'm a kid who's overcome. I'll die to fear. I used to have a family, so we move on this love. Let this love move. So it's just, I I took it to mean you leave your old family, you leave and cleave. There's that, but then also and uh. whatever the family of Christ and your chosen family, and just like graduating into a different stage of your life, you create the family whole cloth that you want to bring you in some ways. That's weirdly my instinctual take on it, at least. I think there's like fear is what he's talking about too. I'm sorry. I just interrupted you. No, no, no. Because it's like, I love this girl. We're moving. It's good. But I had a family. Like that's somehow an obstruction to like them being together or something. And there's fear. So maybe it was like marriage wasn't good in his family or like it wasn't a loving situation or something and like that's what he's being reminded of. He could be breaking, yeah, generational yeah, trauma or exactly, something. Yeah. I don't know, what were you thinking? Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> this is where I still my brain goes back to being 13 and I kind of just like bop out. Yeah, and like but I like I like this song. I, I can think this song I can is listen good. to a few of the lyrics <laughs> and I'm like, oh I didn't catch that when I was a kid, but yeah, that sweet, like, that sweet upstroke guitar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just like I think as I was hearing it through the context of everything that we've all been through, like socially in the past few years, and as we have like more of a vocabulary around, I mean, I guess around like who we are as Americans and who we are as, you know, I'm a white guy, who we are as white people, like as that, Mm -hmm. I think part of what really appealed to me as a young missionary kid was the fact that they do have this very, like, that global sound was very <laughs> hot at that time. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. like, that turn of the millennia. Yeah. Well, we're, like, we're drawing inspiration from all over the world. As a kid who all of my friends, I was like, I have friends who are from Italy and friends from uh, from Nigeria and I have friends in Southeast Asia. And, like, and we were all white kids. So there is this sense of, like, yeah, we're like all a hodgepodge. And this music kind of had that international hodgepodge mm. kind of sound. I mean, it obviously would not get made today. It's very definitely a time capsule in a sense. <laughs> I wonder if it wouldn't get made today. I don't know. Everyone has different attitudes about fusion. Yeah. You think it would be straight across the plate appropriative? Well, I nature? guess that would be the main criticism. Taking a steel drum. 
I know. The me- know. putting it in your jam. musical cultural appropriation is such a different. Yeah, it's a beast it, to unpack and untuck. Because I, I, I don't know. I'm talking on my own butt with some of that stuff. But, but with some of it, it's like the genres do have to progress in some ways. So they do have to, you know. Well, I'll still is I'll, Talking Heads musical appropriation. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that sort and that's of thing like where it's everybody like, has this conversation about like uh, Graceland, Paul, Paul Simon yes. too, because like. You know, and well, Graceland was him fucking people over monetarily. <laughs> is the thing? It's like he yeah. didn't pay those people. That feels bad. By by and large, Paxu Seventeen seem like a pretty solid group of dudes. Like they seem like kids who, uh, like, just were playing music, having a good time, and like one of them uh, met a girl and fell in love and got married, and that's pretty sweet. Yeah, um, yeah. There wasn't any like major scandal, as far as I could find out. Yeah, like that. They reunited. Yeah. So I think they're technically together now. Maybe we should. I was, I was, you know, doing a little research for this. Go to Amazon. There is a, a very nice, sincere um, review from a person named Sergio on Amazon. The CD's okay. I have mixed feelings about it. The sound is different. Dave's voice got a little deeper in this one. The music got a little heavier. He sings more than raps now. And then he kind of goes through and kind of, you know, dissects every uh, member. Josh Josh's bass work is phenomenal on this album. Aww. The drums are different in a bad way. Squid oh. was a better drummer as far as talent goes. He has style. So R.I.P. Squid. Bobito is like the net, the best non-black rapper I've heard. His oh. turntables are nothing to overlook either. Hard Rockers and Jesse impresses me. Uh, Love just, Dan. <laughs> Love. Yeah, I go by Sergio whenever I do Amazon <laughs> reviews. Now, weirdly, yeah. Josh from the band also left a review on Amazon 20 years ago. <laughs> he Is said, this true? Yes. Hey, everybody. It's Josh from PAX 217. Thanks for looking into buying our album. Overall, we are pretty excited about it. Definitely displays how we've grown as people, as a family, and musicians. Deals oh. with a lot of different emotions, good times, bad times. Moving life in a different direction, losing a loved one, being in love, sexual abuse, anger, fear, hope, the list goes on and on. And it's our hope and prayer that some of this album hits home to each and ever one of our one. There's a few typos in here. And it's in all caps. I can't emphasize. Oh, he's excited. He's excited. And for all you rockers out there, don't worry. We haven't gone soft on you. Check out (laughs) PEX217 for sound bites and more info on us. Peace, Josh. All you rockers, we haven't gone soft on you. This album yeah. has it all. We're rock hard to this day. <laughs> all right. Well, I think it's time to rate and rank this album. The way it works, Dan, is we'll give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down in the form of a holy toast or a holy roast. Holy toast is the thumbs up. That's when we send all these Orange County boys to heaven. heaven holy roast is when we send them down. That's sad. Well, I mean, Orange County is really hot, too. Yeah. But if we're not sure, we can send them to purgatory, which is... The space Oh, mm. yeah. You could just let that play. Dave's always there. I <laughs> Keep know. that going. You cannot quit me. They've got that, they've got that international sound I'm so fond of. <laughs> they do. I know. I like DMV. Uh, Caroline, we'll sound. start with you. Huh. I think I'm going to... <laughs> mm, I'm going to give it, uh, with apologies, a roast. For me personally, I have to speak my truth. Um, speak your truth. It, I think that this music is kind of just like um bad <laughs> sorry. I'm not gonna tell my friend Dave Toasty but uh <laughs> yes. 
Sorry. <laughs> um, that except for that song, uh, "What Is Love," I thought that was pretty magnificent, uh, especially considering how young they were. I thought that was really wonderful. So I'll give it to that. Which song? What is love? <laughs> Kevin, come on. Man. You have a gift, hey. man. Hey, Stop. sorry. You have a no. gift. <laughs> sorry, I just I got sometimes you need to know when up. to drop the drop. You know, okay, and like I... that's a that's a serious song. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Yeah, baby, Someone... don't hurt me. Oh no. Yeah, not cool, Kev. Teasing, no teasing. So when those nine of the Roxbury guys are dancing to that, <laughs> oh, I'm disgusted by Wrong. SNL. <laughs> uh, all right, thank you, Caroline. We turn it. To I appreciate you. your honesty. All I question right. your taste. That's fair. But uh, no, I, I'm questioning I, yours too. I, <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to stay consistent and I'm going to go with a holy toast. Yeah. I think it's it's just pure nostalgia. Like it just um I'm not going to defend the quality of like the songwriting and the the musicality. It's just audio fun. Like it just reminds me of we should like, change our podcast to that. Yeah, I was like, that's the name of your network right <laughs> audio there. Audio fun. Audio fun. <laughs> it just like it just still feels like Rocking out at lock-ins and the, the the just pure nostalgia. The part of the okay. memories that aren't tainted with pain and sadness. <laughs> there, there's fun memories too, and that's what this album sounds yeah. like to me. Oh yeah, yeah. I will give a space between myself because I was enchanted by the vocal melodies. I was so surprised by that. Oh, like in terms of the goals of what the album were. And then meeting it, it, it felt like a success to me, even though it's not my favorite genre. So overall, I, I think a, a success for people who would enjoy that sort of thing. You know, and I will, I will also say on the topic of like taste and genre, because I don't really know what you guys are into as listeners. Um, sounds, it sounds like Jagged Little Pill. Well, as, as someone who's done this podcast with Caroline for five years, I don't know what she's into either. <laughs> Trailers. <laughs> trailer, um, trailer core. That's right. Trailer music. But I actually, I felt very, <laughs> <laughs> I felt very, very spoken to and heard by your guys' episode about Under Oath with mm. um, Brian. Mike. With Mike. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I was very much, that was kind of like the next step musically for yeah. me. Yeah. Like I sort of departed this, the rap rock phase and I moved headlong into hardcore Christian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was like all the bands he was listing. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to listen to that. Like I haven't oh, heard that in yes. so long. So this was uh, my gateway drug to that. So maybe it's definitely a specific flavor. Yeah. It's like a more taste. precious like precursor. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I was thinking as I listened to it, honestly, I was like, this to me does sound like middle school in like a good way, you know, like there is sort of like a gentleness to it and like something kind of cute about it almost. As a 13 year old, like I'll put it this way. Hot Topic scared me a little bit. Sure. Like I was same. a little bit nervous about going into a I Hot Topic. I wasn't sure if there were demons Hot Topic in there still scares Honestly. me. <laughs> hot Topic was a little too dark. Mm -hmm. There's a little, there. I wasn't. After after I had gotten into this kind of music, I would then go through my emo phase. I would get into the use. That's when I got into Hot Topic. But this, this <laughs> feels like Pac Sun. This is just yeah. like oh. Pac Sun Pac's is like Sun. Journeys. Pac, that's oh, it. There Come you on. go. Come on. Talk about wet seal. 
What? <laughs> Wet Seal. You know that's that's a store. Wet Seal. I don't know this. I don't store. know that I've heard of that. Store. I don't hang out at the mall that much. Actually, uh, that's not true. I do. <laughs> Hitting I up Sabaros right <laughs> yeah. after this. Americana. The Americana every in the Galleria every other day. Rick Caruso, lover. Oh my gosh! No, you can't say that. <laughs> yeah, if you go to the Americana now, you officially are voting for Rick, Rick Caruso. That's oh, a shame. That would be embarrassing. That would be tough. That'd be tough <laughs> to give up. That's I like a know. Chick-fil-A or gay people conundrum. <laughs> I mean, they've got cool. the Americana brand's got the best Twitter presence <laughs> on <laughs> yeah, the internet. Yeah, they do. So. They do. All right, gang. Now it's time to bring it down to a more worshipful space. And Dan, on other shows, you might be there to plug yourself or to promote your projects. We're not here to do that. We're here to lift <laughs> them up to the Lord okay. and our social media handles and maybe something we're enjoying in secular culture as well. Dexter's vibing out. Our producer is enjoying the music. Very chill. Mm-hmm. You're at a distance. And we'll start as usual with Caroline. Uh, you can lift me up at Caroline's Farts, tw- uh, Twitter, and Instagram, TikTok, Letterboxd. Um, dang, there was a movie. I just, oh, I just watched Postcards from the Edge for the first time. Oh, yeah. Um, Meryl. Couldn't recommend it more. Wow. Is it is it streaming somewhere? I haven't uh, seen this. Yeah, it was on HBO Max. I'm a Maxinista. This, this okay. is a Mike Nichols movie starring Shirley MacLaine okay. and Meryl Streep based, based on the on memoirs Carrie of Carrie Fisher. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, Carrie Fisher and um and her mom. Her mom. Freaking Debbie oh my God, Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. Wow. Yeah. Oof. That's shameful. And, me, I forgot the name. And you're not going to believe this, but in this one, Meryl sings. Meryl Ooh. sings. She sings not a song. Once. But twice, Ooh. insisted is the word. I think, uh, man, I don't think she's a good singer. I do not enjoy when she sings. I wish she'd do it less. Whoa, hot it mic. worked for this movie. But um, anyway, it was really, really good. I'm just such a huge fan of Carrie Fisher, and I had never seen that, and it just sealed the deal for me. So she's she's give a look. Excellent, especially if you have like a uh, if you're someone who has a mom. <laughs> I'm sure you'll yeah. relate to the movie. Great, uh, Gene yeah. Hackman in that movie <clears throat> too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Everybody is in that yeah. movie. Quaid. Rifus. Oh yeah. yeah. Quaid oh, man, is in this that is a stacked Christian. cast. Yeah. It's so stacked. I don't know how I have any. I, it's I'm like crazy. unfamiliar it's with Mikey this movie. It's Mikey Nichols. Yeah. yeah. Give it right. a watch. It's amazing. Check this out. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Caroline. We turn it to Dan. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Thank you, God. Annette um, Benning. Annette Benning. Oh yeah. my God. It's crazy. See, the yeah. budget alone. She just has like a part, a side part. Annette Benning. Never forget. Tried to pimp out her daughter to Anthony Trolley one time. Oh, that's not great. <laughs> Why don't you be like him? He like the, he was at a cafe oh and God. Annette Benning and her daughter were next to him. And she said, what about him? He's a nice man. Oh. And he's like, hi. <laughs> hi, I'm Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. That's cool. great. I'm sorry. Uh, we turned no, that's to okay. Dan. That's okay. Um, you can find me at Dan Prevett, P-R-E-V-E-T-T-E. Um, it's not as easy as farts. Um, <laughs> it's not as easy. It, what is in this world? Yeah, it's not as easy as farts. Um, on, uh, yeah, Instagram and Twitter. And the thing I want to promote as we are Going into this spooky season, time of year, um, it's very popular, so I'm not breaking any new ground here, but what we do in the shadows is just such uh, a funny TV show. Yes. It's so funny. It it really was with me during my, my knee surgery healing journey. I watched a lot of that show, and it, man, man, it kept me going. So that's my, that's my list. Who's your up. favorite? I mean... Who lights you up? <laughs> I think I go Laszlo. I know that's like an easy choice, oh, but yeah. I just like 
Laszlo and Nadja have something so special. Oh, Like, my God. they have something so, dare I say, eternal. Mm-hmm. Timeless. I love it. Wow. I really just want to find, like, I wish I had a, a couple friend who would let me be the Nandor to their <laughs> Laszlo and Nadja. Their, their show. Well, yeah. yeah. Me and Dexter will talk to you after okay, we record. Okay, great. Great. <laughs> it's spooky season, so, like, wh- wait, what's Dexter saying? <laughs> saying, um, let me drink your kibble. Oh. <laughs> All right, sorry, but I didn't know he was Romanian. <laughs> he is Romanian. I was just no. playing around. Where his kind are from? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's why he's so small. In our spooky season, let me quote Barack Hussein Obama and say, "Don't vote, boo." <laughs> what? <laughs> At the 2016 DNC, he said, "Don't, v- don't boo, vote." Oh, yeah. But oh, what? I remember that. Hey. <laughs> hey, some of us who Huge care about what's happening in this right, country. Right, right. I, did, I did not even begin to put that together. It was just the weirdest thing I've ever heard. No, someone <laughs> someone at home is going to feel so wow. validated. Oh, totally. So seen. And I'll be like, mm, you know what? That's, you know, There's Kevin gets for everybody. me. Kevin right. understands who. I'm so proud. He's my son, too. <laughs> yeah. And mom, thank you. I will text you back <laughs> next week. Uh, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter. I'll lift up freaking uh, Barbarian, the sh- the movie Barbarian. Movie oh, Barbarian. Yeah. Movie, here, that's amazing. Movie Barbarian. What is that? It's a sort of horror movie that I would recommend you don't know anything about. It takes place in an Airbnb. And the whole say no more. The whole marketing push behind (laughs) it is don't know anything about it before you go in. Okay. Okay. Just go in. And it was Will I be really scared or will I have fun? Yeah, yeah. But then it is like funny, genuinely in some parts. It's directed by Zach Kreger, who's a part of a sketch comedy group called The Whitest Kids You Know. Oh, Oh, okay. And so I think I can handle it. When comedy guys do horror movies, it gets weird. Yeah, and it's pretty good. They're good. And this one was just like a delight and shocking and interesting part. So yeah, Barbarian. Mm. One of the more fun times I've had in a theater. Awesome. Lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Patreon.com slash good Christian fun. For more good Christian fun and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. This month's charity is every time for gun safety. Dan, thank you so much for Thanks so much for having us on the show today. Thank you for coming back. Dan, the man. Appreciate it. it. Thanks for opening up. Of course. And there's nothing left to say except for, okay, Okay. I I love love you, you, Emma. Emma. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. 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 And in honor of Caroline's favorite genre of music, we're going to play this uh, trailer core classic. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This song. You guys heard this one? Caroline was a podcaster that thought she had it all. But what she didn't count on was a school bus with a drunk driver behind the wheel. Hey! Get out of the way! Uh, uh, Um, Not before my coffee! This summer, find out what happens (laughs) when a woman simply dies in the city. For five minutes. For five minutes. (laughs) Wow. Marketing really went with a weird twist on this tragedy. <laughs> a woman in the city. <laughs> woman in the city. Come to theaters 2023. Meet Joan you. Black. <laughs> Meet Joan Black is good. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Yay. And I'm so glad that you to find my mind. This 
That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>